0: You know I have a tendency sometimes to ping-pong ask Bible study amen I can kind of try to take you somewhere. And then it's kind of like, where are we going? What is she trying to say? Where are we, you know? So I apologize in advance because I do that or I get, you know, distracted, amen. But i want to believe God that he's going to take us somewhere. Hallelujah, amen. So thank you, Father, for the word that you have placed in my heart, God, and in fi- for inviting my story into your story, God. And I pray that together, God, it just... Does what you want it to do God. and if anything is to just uh, make myself known to the house a little bit more and what you've done in my life and what you're doing in my life and what I'm trusting in you to continue to do. so in Jesus name, thank you Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, okay, I'm going to jump in. hallelujah. Oh hold on. I always do this and I never pay attention to it, but it looks good in front of the pastor. Okay, here we go. So, the title of my message is The Past, the Process, and the Promise. Amen? Amen. So, I know we have a new banner up about crossing over and so I wanted to see okay how did we get to the edge of the Jordan amen and I know that we've been uh, hearing the word of the Lord talk about getting prepared about coming into the promises of God about crossing over about the wall of Jericho about the uh, Canaan milk and honey and all the things that we are contending for and and trying to come into amen but I, I started kind of going back because it's like you know what The whole reason we are trying to come into the promised land is because of a promise made, a covenant made, amen, with Abraham. And so I started to look back a little bit, right, the past, hallelujah, so that it kind of makes sense of how we got here. Amen. And why we are contending to come into the promised land. Hallelujah. And so I went all the way back, amen, to Genesis 15. And I'm going to read a little bit, a lot of bit actually, of the word to us tonight, because in case you didn't eat of the word of the Lord today, I'm going to feed you. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. So Genesis 15, verses 1 through 21. And so it reads like this. Some time later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, "'Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great.' But Abram replied, "'O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't have a son? Since you have given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth.' You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, "No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will bear who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, "Look up, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have." And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as a ri- as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, "I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession." But Abram replied, "O Sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it?" And then the Lord instructs him, Amen, on what to do to to offer to. Offer the Lord, amen, a heifer, a goat, a ram, a turtle dove, a young pigeon, amen. And so he does all these things, and the sun was going down. Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land. So look, here we go. He's giving him the promise Amen. This is the promise of a son to Abram, an error, Amen. Uh, but he's also giving him a heads up of how it's going to go. Amen. And in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years, but I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. Hallelujah. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. Wow. I mean, aren't you glad that God doesn't tell us things like that (laughs) nowadays? Like, hey, you know what? You're going to go to Vegas, Pastor Art, and you're going to, and this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and you're going to die of a ripe old age. Amen. God didn't tell us that when we were coming to Vegas. And I thank God that (laughs) He doesn't tell us things like that uh, when He talks to us about the promise or the plan. Amen. And so after the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch between the halves of the carcasses, amen, the offerings that he put before the Lord. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, amen. And, he's, and he goes on to tell him who's occupying the land, amen, which is... um. Where we're kind of at today, amen, what we're learning about, about crossing over and coming in to take the land of Canaan. But these are the inhabitants that are there, amen. He's kind of giving Abraham the whole play-by-play about what it's going to take for him to get the promise and the covenant that he needs to uphold, amen, to get there. Amen. As we read in, in chapter 17, verse 14, Abraham began in Ur of the Chaldeans, then Haran. And then from Haran, God instructed him to leave, amen. So Abram, Abraham headed to Canaan, which is the promised land. But because of the famine there, he was forced to live in Egypt as a foreigner, Amen. Did you catch that, church? He headed to Canaan, but he had to leave Canaan because there was a famine. Amen. We're studying, we're learning that Canaan is a land of promise, of milk and honey. But as we read here, there wasn't always milk and honey, church. It wasn't always full of promise. Amen. There was a famine in the land. Hallelujah. And it was upon entering that Abraham... Amen. As he as he was headed towards Canaan and he ended up in Egypt as a foreigner. Amen. And entering into Egypt, we we hear we read about Abraham uh, kind of coaching his wife, Sarah. Amen. She's beautiful. He tells her, you know what, if they ask you, you tell them you're my sister because they're going to want you and they'll kill me to have you. Amen. So kind of Abraham's already. Taking things into matters himself, amen. He's kind of controlling the narrative and, and, and he's trying to, you know, come into it, amen. But needless to say, it didn't go well. He didn't stay in Egypt very long, amen, because the king found out like he played him because all kinds of things happened to him. And so Abraham ended up taking Sarah and leaving Egypt. Praise the Lord. Amen. So from Egypt to the place of God making covenant and speaking promise upon him, Abraham went through a lot of battles, a lot of hardship, a lot of warfare. Amen. And so I'm kind of just leaving it there so that we can keep going. Amen. So in between Abraham's promised son of blessing, which is Isaac, we also read in, in, in the story about the flaws that that were in Abraham and Sarah, Amen. Sarah tried to get ahead of God. Sarah tried to help God, Amen, and and, and encouraged Abraham to take uh, Hagar, Amen. It's like, hey, lay with Hagar and let her give you a son, Amen. And and it's kind of like us, Amen. There are times that God is is is. Trying to lead us somewhere, trying to speak word over us, trying to tell us, Hey, I have things in store for you. I have promises for you and your house. Amen. But we become impatient. Amen. Or we begin to lean into ourselves or our understanding. Or we begin to think that, you know what? I think I know better. Or you know what? I think I can just kind of help God along here. Amen. And we, and we, and we, uh, begin to take matters into our own hands. Amen. And how many of you know that like for Sarah, it doesn't work for us either. Amen. And so she she gives him Hagar. They have a son, but he's not the heir. God God was specific with Abraham like I'm going to give you an heir. Uh and so Abraham knew that, but you know, Abraham thought, "Hey, why not I'll I'll, I'll sleep with Hagar." No 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 harm to me, amen. But that was not God's plan. That's not what the Lord instructed to him, amen, and, or Sarah. And so Hagar has a child, and then Sarah has a problem with it, amen, and she gets all snappy with Hagar, and she leaves. Hallelujah. It got messy, but in spite of all that, God upheld his promise, in spite of them. Amen? So I just wanted to bring some history to us from where the promise was declared and the covenant was made, and the terms and the responsibility towards that covenant. Hallelujah. Abraham was told the terms and the responsibilities, and he was told that he had to circumcise Every male. Amen. Every, every male, whether he was born in his house or to the house of a servant. That was part of the covenant. Amen. Thank God that that is not what we have to do in this day. Amen. But we do have to circumcise our hearts and our minds. Amen. There still is a cutting of the flesh. Amen. Pastor just said we have to die. Amen. Well, you know what? God is saying, can you give, give me your flesh? Cut that flesh, amen? Uh, That's what connects us to Covenant Church, amen? We are heading towards the Jordan River, and and provision is already made, promise has been made, amen? We know that there is uh, milk and honey, but we also know, amen, that there's opposition there, and there are enemies that we have to overcome and fight to get there, amen? But before we even get there, the Lord is saying, Come into covenant. Cut off the flesh, amen, of your heart. Cut off the flesh of that, you know, your mindset, amen. Circumcise your heart. Circumcise your mind and enter into covenant with me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to fast forward a little bit for the sake of time, amen, to Genesis 46, verse 3. And so now Abraham has had his son, and his son has had sons. Amen. And we come to Jacob, which is Abraham's grandson, the son of Isaac. Now, Jacob had a dream. Amen. And in that dream, he was instructed by God in Bethel. Bethel is the house of God. Amen. And so here we sit in the house of God tonight. Amen. And the Lord is beginning to speak to the house. The Lord's always speaking. Amen. And and one of the things that that, that we see, we're going to see um is that God from from beginning to end is a God of instruction. And he gives specific instructions to us. Amen. And somewhere in in the middle of instruction, we twist it. Amen. From page from the pages of history. Amen. Man always tries to either touch it or change it or, or twist it. Amen. And, and here, Jacob now is being the one instructed. He, he is instructed by God through this dream in Genesis. I want to say this is where he had the dream. Amen. Genesis forty six. I am the God, the God of your father, he said. Don't be afraid. I love how God, whenever God comes, amen, to instruct you, to to give you a word, he always calms you down, amen. Don't be afraid, amen, to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. So now we have the grandson, amen. So we have the father, the son, and now the grandson. And we see the thread of generations that are coming through, amen, from when God spoke to Abram who became Abraham, to now his grandson, Jacob, and he's instructing him to go to Egypt. Because I was like, okay, how do we get in the mess of Egypt? Well, here it is, amen. He goes down to Egypt because the Lord is instructing him and getting him closer, amen, from One generation to the next, it's like, just keep getting closer to the promise that I made to your father, your grandfather, Abraham. Amen. Continue, continue to contend for the promise. Amen. Because the promise is not really the promise until you possess it. Right. Because God can give you a promise, but it's until you possess it that it becomes what it's supposed to become for your life, for your lineage, for your household, amen, for your own place with the Lord, amen. God speaks over the house all the time, church. He has promised you things. He has spoken things over you. There are many of you in this house that the Lord has uh, placed callings on. He has uh, declared things over your life, amen. And that is the word of the Lord to you, but until you possess it, amen, until you take the land of that thing, that word that was spoken over you, then and it doesn't become anything but empty words or rhetoric to your life amen you must possess it you must say you know what God I take you at your word and I take that land for my life amen I take that calling I take that mantle amen I take that instruction that you have given my life amen in the house of God praise the Lord so now Jacob goes to Haran which is where Abraham began Right? So we're talking about the past. We're talking about the process as well. Amen. So, process, a lot happens in process. Sometimes the process is a wilderness. Sometimes the process is a place of instruction. Amen. Sometimes the process is a place of circumcision. I don't know, you know. The Lord instructs us, the Lord leads us there, amen. Sometimes uh, it's it's God himself, amen. We We remember when Jesus got baptized and then the, the Holy Spirit took him for 40 days into the wilderness, right, to test it, to say, you know what, okay, here it is. And from that testing of 40 days in the wilderness, then he began his ministry. So there's so many times, church, In our flesh, in our humanity, we want to go from the past to the promise. We don't want the process, amen, but we need the process. Because in the process is where God does his work. In the process is where you let go of what you need to let go of, amen? In the process is where you wrestle with God, amen, and he blesses you. There are many places of process, church, that you're going to hit your life in your life, amen? It's not a one-time thing. It's a continuous thing till Jesus comes, amen? amen? I'll tell you one thing. I have spent more time in process (laughs) than I have promised. Well, yes, come on. Can I get a witness? Amen. And so let me just let you know now, don't fight the process, you and I need the process because that's where you become the man and the woman, amen, that can handle the promise. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to come out of the past, amen, because we all have one. Amen. And we want to walk into promise, but you can't handle it. You're not ready for the promise yet. Amen. You need the process, church. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. We hear that often. I put that, I pepper my prayer with that. Amen. Because God is a generational God. And that keeps my my the word of the Lord and the promise of God, that he is generational, at the forefront of my heart and my mind. Amen. When I am in intercession for my family. Because none of us here are in it just for us, church. We're not. We're not. Because God is generational. Amen. And so we are holding ground today for the generations of tomorrow. Jacob goes through his own process and warfare and as he is in pursuit of the promise, as he continues the pursuit. Hallelujah. Amen. God instructs Jacob again, and he leaves Canaan again. He was in Canaan. Amen. Isn't that what we're trying to get to? And they were there, and the Lord moved them. Hallelujah. Because there was famine, famine. Uh, for, uh, other reasons. Amen. He left Canaan to move his family to Egypt. Now he was in Canaan and it was probably pretty good. Amen. But he had lost Joseph and, and he never got over that. Hallelujah. That was his favorite son. Amen. And there are times that you and I can, we, we may not be in a process. Amen. But we are in promise, but we can still be mourning something, church. Right, he had other sons, but he was mourning for joseph and If you read the story, you know all that transpires amen joseph's br- Joseph was a dreamer, and his brothers didn't like him, amen because he would boast about his dreams or he would share his dreams, but his brothers didn't want to hear it, and so they sold him into slavery and Deceived their father into thinking that he had been killed by an animal, amen. And so here, uh, Jacob is mourning Joseph, thinking that he's dead, amen. And the story goes that they reconnect, praise the Lord. Joseph is highly favored and gains uh, leadership in Egypt, and he oversees all of Pharaoh's affairs, amen. God positions him, praise the Lord, promised Hallelujah. He was sold to slavery, so he came from out of slavery into promise. You see how it begins to connect church, amen? Uh, He had to go through that process, amen? He went into jail, amen? But then he was positioned in promise. And the promise that he attained, amen, the favor that he attained was beneficial to his family, the generations behind him. Praise the Lord. And so now uh, Jacob gathers his family, and he takes them to Egypt, and he reunites with Joseph. And he realizes, my son's not dead. He's alive. Amen. And he says, I can die now because I know that you're alive. Hallelujah. And so they they come into the region of Goshen. Amen. Just, I guess, a region of Egypt, but not within Egypt because of their trade. Amen. They were shepherds. And the Egyptians despised shepherds, amen. So they ended up in Goshen, and, and he died there, or he stayed there until he died. And then Joseph took him back to Canaan, hallelujah. So a lot of history, a lot of information, amen. So we have covered some of the history and the origin of covenant and promise and vision and instruction along the way. Hallelujah. Along the way back to the circle of past. Amen. They started in Canaan, went into um, different regions. Hallelujah. Went into Egypt. And in that process, amen, where Joseph gained favor in Egypt, the Pharaoh that he served under died, and nobody told the new Pharaoh the stories of Joseph. So in that, amen, Um, Israel multiplied and became a threat to the new pharaoh. And because he felt that Israel was no longer a blessing but a threat, he enslaved them. Okay? So now we're kind of almost to the crossroad. Amen? So now the Egyptians cry out to the Lord, and we know that Moses... Uh, was called to be a deliverer, he goes into Egypt, let my people go, hallelujah, they come through the Red Sea, and they come into the wilderness, the process, amen, amen. and in the wilderness, amen, God, look, You and I hit wilderness in our life. And one thing you need to know and always know and hold on to is that in the wilderness that you may find yourself, amen, the provision of God is there. It will always be there for you, amen. They had a pillar of cloud and they had a pillar of fire. They had sandals for their feet that never wore out. They had manna that came to them from heaven. They had quail, amen, because they complained because they missed The meat of Egypt. And God gave them meat until it came out of their nostrils. Amen? So God made provision. And then they got the law of God. And the instruction of God. And they got a glimpse of the glory of God. Hallelujah. So... I say that to say this to you, that in process, whether it's a wilderness, whether it's a time of cutting away, whether it's a time of dying to yourself, amen, whether it's time a time of waiting, provision will be there. Provision will be there, will come to you by the hand of God, because that is the God that we serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And just like he Carried them through, instructed them through, made a way for them through. Amen. Parted ways, uh, waymaker for them. Amen. So He is to you and I today, amen. amen. This the generations of 2023. Hallelujah. We serve the same God that that I have read to you about, that I have reminded us of us tonight. Amen. That is the God that we are here now at the threshold. In this church, in this nation, in this time of history, amen, we are now here with him. Amen. Fulfilling, coming into our own time, church, of milk and honey. Amen. We read about Canaan having, being in um, famine, right? And here we are today in our nation, and God is beginning to move. We are seeing little, you know, outpours of the Spirit of God. And I believe that's milk and honey church. Amen. Because the church fell asleep. Amen. And there was a famine amen, the, 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 the pulpits began to preach what itching ears wanted to hear, amen, we begin to try to just keep people in their seats, amen, rather than give them the gospel, amen, how we need to preach the gospel, and God is saying, you know what, I am coming now to pour out my spirit, and we're seeing it, it's beginning to pour out, church, right, is it coincidence? No, hallelujah, hallelujah. Because we're going into Canaan. Hallelujah. And there is milk and there is honey. There's no famine. The church is waking up. Amen. God is waking up his warriors. Amen. God is moving on lives. You know, what I see happening, it reminds me of the eighties when we, when the word of the Lord came to us, we were in high school and And the move of God was beginning to happen. Amen. The big three. Amen. We had, I had a group of kids in my high school that, that would witness to us. And it was like, oh, I'm not ready to not sin. And so I kind of would pull back from them because the word was getting a hold of me and I was like oh but I was fighting it amen but God was moving and God began to move and and us young people started going to see these movies amen and we started getting saved amen all walks of life Not just the homeboys, amen. I know that we look back to Maywood and we think it was a homeboy revival. No, it was a revival, amen, because it was all walks of life that began to walk in. And so we see it happening, amen. Sunday, we had people come in here that it's like, wow, he looked like he came out of the movie that we just watched, amen. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God is drawing people, We don't come unless the Spirit draws us church, amen? So I'm going to share a little bit about my story, amen, because when we put this banner up, now these are two different (laughs) crossover. It made me think of my life, amen, because I crossed over. I literally crossed over, amen. I was not born here. I was born in Mexico, and my parents crossed me over, as a baby and I promise it's gonna go somewhere amen and they brought me here to Vegas and when I was seven we got deported so I went back to Mexico back to Juarez Amen. spent a year there and you know somebody ratted out my dad that he wasn't here legal and so We went to Mexico to visit for the day with my cousins, and they caught us at the border. They arrested my dad. He had to come and get all his affairs in order here. And needless to say, we left with the clothes on our backs, pretty much. And my dad came to America. So to us, America was the promised land. Amen? They wanted a better life for us, and they crossed over. (laughs) And they brought us to the promised land to them. And now here, we get deported, and we get sent back to Juarez, and we left everything behind. The piece of the promise that my dad had already touched and began to build for us, we had to leave behind. Amen? And I remember being in Juarez, and the border between Juarez uh, and the other side is El Paso, right? And where we lived, at part of my story, you could see El Paso. And as young as I was, I had turned eight by then, I knew that was the promised land. And I knew that that was the better place. And I knew that I wanted to go back there. And my dad did too. So my earthly father went through the process that he needed to go through to at least get us back to another border. And from that border, I got crossed over um, by a kid, amen? It was my birthday, and that's what I got for my birthday, from Mexico to Arizona, back to the promised land, amen? Amen. But <laughs> I came from hardship uh, to the promised land to a process because I lived with family that they were cool, but my cousins weren't, amen. They they denied me. They were embarrassed of me. Um, we had fights, amen. I, I went and my brother went. My parents stayed behind. So I lived without my parents for almost three years, and that was a whole process for me, amen? But my parents knew like, hey, we want promise for our kids, right? For, for the next generation. And my parents stayed behind to do what they had to do to come back the right way, hallelujah. So I went from Vegas to Juarez to Arizona, and then from Arizona to California. So in California, the gospel comes to my life, and we get married and come to Christ together. And then in California, God calls us to Vegas. Full circle, right? So before there was Vegas, there was LA. Before there was LA, there was Yuma, Arizona. Before there was Yuma, there was Juarez, and before there was Juarez, there was Vegas. I'm back to where the Lord started, amen, back to the place where I met the Lord, and I know that you guys know the story of how I met the Lord over cookies, amen, and it was here in this city, that the Lord became real to me. And it's in this city that I have come into the covenant that God has for my life, for my family, and the promises that my household would be saved. Amen. And so, you know, there are times, church, that you might be in a process and you don't want the process. Amen. But that process is what does so much for you. Amen. Whether there's pain there, whether a, there's, there's, um, Self-denial there, whether there's you reconciling your heart with the Lord, amen, because of your past. Hallelujah. The process has its purpose. Amen. And when you come out of the process, the promise is so much better and the promise is so much sweeter and the promise is so much clearer. Amen. Little did I know that, that in all that, that this is where the Lord would bring me to amen that this would be my promised land to be in covenant with christ and to be in place with christ to build and expand and enlarge the kingdom of god amen and you guys are part of that promise to us amen and so i just want to thank the lord that that Amen. I want to thank him for my past. I want to thank him for the processes in my life. And I want to thank him for the promises ahead. Amen. The lineage continues on. Amen. Our our name carries on. Amen. We have another little grandson coming. And the lineage continues. Amen. And the gospel continues and the promises continue. Amen. Church, if we read and understand the history, there will always be... There's always going to be past. There's always going to be process. And there's always going to be promise. Amen. As we journey on to our eternal promised land with Christ. Hallelujah. You know, I have a this app on my phone <laughs> that you have to do so many steps to close this circle. And I thought about that. You know, a circle can always come to a close but you have to take the steps needed to close that circle amen and and there's times i don't close the dumb circle and the phone lets me know that i didn't close the circle you know and then i feel judged by that app like oh i'm bugged i didn't close the circle and it's like because you didn't take the steps necessary And it bugs me. I mean, I'm outside my house at nighttime sometimes trying to close that circle. I'm, I'm like, don't judge me, you know? And so it is with you. Amen. Don't think that, you know, I know the children of Israel lengthen their days of being in that wilderness. Amen. And, and for a lot of reasons. Because of disobedience, because of impatience, because they wanted a tangible God. Amen. They didn't want to wait on the Lord to come down with the word and the laws of God. And so they they went into their own understanding and they created their calf. Amen. And, and they just they just didn't wait on the Lord and it caused them to to I mean, I, I would think at some point they would think, like, man, didn't we see that already? Like how how do you how are you there forty years? Amen. And, and, and so it is with us. Sometimes we stay in a place. We prolong it. Right. Because the Lord instructs us. We talked about how he instructs us all the way. Amen. Don't 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 be ashamed of your past or where you come from. Amen. Use it. Use it, amen. We, sometimes we don't want to share our past. Well, you know what? Now you know where I came from. And, and let me tell you, I've been through the process, amen. They can't deport me again, amen. I've done the process. I've paid my dues, hallelujah. I'm a citizen now. And I tell my husband, when that happened, I felt like I could sit at the table. See, you guys were born here. You don't know what that feels like. To, to not be born here. amen you you feel like a for, you are a foreigner. Amen you, you don't have rights amen. You don't have the, the, the privilege of voting. You, you don't have you know and and you when you go through the process one of the things that you agree to is that you're not coming to this nation to this country to burden this country. So you're not here to get welfare, you're not here to you're not here to be a burden. You're here to be productive. You're here to give back to this nation because it's the promised land. It's the promised land for so many people that don't live here. Amen. And I know that side. I know the other side of the border. Amen. And so there's not a thing in this country that I take for granted or that I feel entitled to. Hallelujah. And so it is with the Lord. Amen. We are joint heirs now. There is not one heir. We are joint heirs with Christ. Amen. Because Abraham did what he needed to do. He took God at his word. Did he get ahead of God? Did he do dumb things? Yes. We read from page to page about flawed people. Yet the promises of God and the invitation of God. Amen. And the processes of God are got them through. Got them through all the way, Amen. And 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 then the Lord had mercy because he knew we didn't have the ability to do it according to law. And he brought Jesus to us. And now all that Jesus is, all that Jesus has, that's our inheritance, church. So you see the whole circle now. Amen. And you can you can look, you might be in a season. You might be waiting on the Lord, amen, and, and you're frustrated in that place, but, you know, take the steps that you need to take. Close that thing so that you can start afresh with the Lord, amen. But if either you're in a circle or you're wandering, right? You're walking or you're wandering. If you're wandering, you're just walking aimlessly. You don't even know where you're going, where God's trying to take you. But, but let the Lord order your steps. Amen. Close that thing. Close that chapter in your life. Come back. Be renewed in the promises of God. Get back in the Word of God. Remind yourself of the past, that God did it then, and God d- can do it again again. And again, and again, amen. He has not, he has not changed his mind. He has not withheld promise. He will not withhold a good thing from you, church. Bring your story to him. Bring your story to the word of the Lord. Amen. Remind yourself that I am a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Amen. And I'm grateful for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm grateful for them pressing and fighting, enduring, warring. Amen. So that today we know how. We read the word of the Lord. We see the word of the Lord fulfill what it wants to fulfill. Praise the Lord. I know I ping-ponged. I know I threw a lot at you guys. Amen. Some of it will make sense. Praise the Lord. Amen. Some of it will. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But uh, I, maybe I took, you, I took you through the wilderness a little bit. But I, I say all that I say to say that I know that the Lord begun a good work in my life. And he's going to finish it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not where you've been. It's where you're going, church. It's where you're going. Amen. And we're going somewhere. We've been invited. Amen. He's, he's, he's moved the waters. Amen. He's leveled the plane. Amen. He says, crossover, come through. Amen. The priests are standing there so you can get through. Amen. And, and yeah, we're going to circle, uh, Jericho. Amen. And we're going to have to get in there. Amen. And we're going to war. We're going to, we're going to have to slay some enemies. Amen. But it's worth it, church. It's worth it. Not just for your life. Amen. Many of us have children in here. We have grandchildren, amen. It's worth the fight, amen. It's worth you walking through, going through, amen. It's worth all of it, church. Had it not been for Jesus, come on, where would I be? The kid from Juarez, amen. Had my dad not wanted better, amen. Had he not crossed us over, amen. Where would I be? I know where I come from. I know my lineage, Amen. And it's not a good one. I come from a lineage of thieves and murderers and drug addicts. Amen. Had my dad not crossed us over, had he not wanted better for us, that could have been my outcome. That could have been my story. Yeah, did he do some things illegally? Yes, he did. Amen. But it cost us. And then we went through the process, amen. And now I stand here, amen, at the table in this country, not a foreigner, amen. Not a foreigner, amen. Hallelujah. And so it is with the kingdom of God. I once was a sinner, amen. I once was separate from Jesus. I was not an error of Christ with Christ, amen. But he took me in. He adopted me. He changed my name. He changed the course of my life. Amen. He, I am blood bought. You are blood bought. It doesn't get better than that. Amen. You are priceless because you are under the blood of Jesus. Don't forfeit that church. Don't forfeit your birthright. And while you're in the wilderness, let him cut open your heart and let him come in, amen let him get in their church let him make you go hard for God, hallelujah Father, thank you tonight Lord God, that we are a people of promise, Lord God and yes, we are a people of process God, and Lord God, we thank you God, that our past we bring into it, Lord God, and you make something beautiful out of it, God oh Lord, you give us beauty for ashes, Lord God, you You give us promise and hope, Lord God, to keep contending and keep moving and keep striving, God. You, God, make our feet walk, God. Oh, Lord God, and the terrain, God, may be hard sometimes, God. And the way is narrow, God. Yes, Lord God. But Lord, it's worth it, God. It's worth it. You're worth it, God. You're worth it, God. Who we are in you, Jesus. Abba, Father, God, it's worth it. Oh, God, who are we that you are mindful of us, God? Who are you, God? Who are we that you include us in your plans and in your covenant, God? That's your goodness, Lord. That's your promise, God. From generations behind us, God, it has reached into ours, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father, that you stay true to what you say, God, in spite of us. Oh, Father, thank you that, Lord, we get to sit at tables with you, God, that we didn't ever think possible within ourselves, Lord. But yet here we are. Here we are, God, part of the kingdom, God, eating kingdom food, Lord, clothed with kingdom, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. If that's not milk and honey, God. Oh Lord, if that's not goodness, if that's not promise, God, then what are we looking for? Thank you, Jesus, for our name, our new name in Christ. Amen. You you look, maybe here you're here tonight and you've been circling and you feel out of place with the Lord. Amen. Rededicate your heart tonight. Like I said, don't don't forfeit your birthright, amen. Stay in the process. Give him your past, amen. Look at your past. We read of the children of Israel often, amen, building altars to the Lord of remembrance. They didn't just cross over at Jericho. Amen. I there was crossover in their life. Amen. God saw them through. God brought them through. God led them out. Amen. And they had altars of remembrance before the Lord. And part of the instruction of crossing over says, tell the stories. Tell the stories. Tell them to your children and their children. Amen. Church, I encourage you to tell your children and their children what the Lord has done in your life, where he brought you from. I know the lineage I come from, and so does God, and he engrafted me into his family and his body anyways. Hallelujah.